Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Green Room Podcast on the Handshake Media Network. I'm your host, Neil Griffith, coming to you from my bedroom because we are in self-isolation period. Uh, Zig has the entire setup from his home studio and he's producing the, this episode and the next couple of episodes because obviously we are in self-isolation. Zig, how you doing? I'm good, man. Self-isolation, that's where we at, so let's work with it. This is a very new world for me. I like to be in control of the desk, and I am not to please make it sound great. <laughs> I do what I can, man. I do what I can. I can't work <laughs> miracles, but I can do what I can. <laughs> well, let's kick off this episode. Uh, they've got the album of the week on the music.com.au. James Tidwell from Violent Soho. The album is called Everything is A-OK. It's out right now. The world might not be okay, but we're in a good place because James is on the show. James, welcome back to the green room. G'day. How are you? Thanks for having me. I say welcome back like, you know, we're together. Uh, This is self-isolation podcasting. We are in very separate places. Um, How are you holding up, man? Yeah, um, pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, uh, as as good as you can be, I guess, as they say. Or when you say... um, Joining, uh, joining you back. I actually just uh, watched the footy last uh, last week with um, with my mate on Facetime, and um, I woke up in the morning, and honestly, I, I was like I'd hung out with him. So, you know, I <laughs> I, uh, I feel like I'm joining you. So you've been doing the the house party iPhone thing. That's probably the the only only one. Um, actually, my mate from um, June Rats BC. We did a watching a uh, a Blink One Eighty Two documentary the other night, actually, as well. Oh, but, uh, uh The Urethra Chronicles, number one. <laughs> one or two? Number one. Number no. one, yeah, number one. Yeah, I mean, two or two is great as well. But um, you know, people are looking for, for for stuff to to do. I mean, I don't know what people used to do. I mean, I, I, yeah, I see a lot of people like giving suggestions on what people can do at home. And yeah. um, as someone that doesn't, you know, often leave the house anyway, I mean, I, I, <laughs> there's, there's, I don't think people honestly need suggestions. People are just like, that's it. You know, I need, I need to watch, need TV series suggestions. They say, like, all you've been doing is watching TV. You know, you know what to watch. You know what's available. Yeah, been a, lot, a lot of Netflix and a lot of PS boring to me personally. Mm. Because what else is there, right? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, oh, look, it's just the best excuse to um, be as lazy as, as we want to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we should start with the album that is out today. Congratulations. Everything's A-OK. Uh, not in reality, but, you know. It's uh, it's kind of nice hearing you say that after that <laughs> doom and gloom conversation we're coming from, <laughs> that just to even hear that uh, sentence. But, uh, oh, look, honestly, I don't know, um, you know, much to – well, what to say about it, but, I mean, I think the album t- title is uh, makes sense, you know, um, to, to us. So, you know, we, we were wondering if we were going to be able to, I guess, you know, uh, convey the entire message maybe, I guess, behind the record in a way and in, in just the album title. But I think, uh, you know, given the uh, circumstances, it, uh, it really sums up how we felt when, you know, we named the album. I, I said it before we started this um, this call that you and Luke, I think last time I spoke, you came on the green room backstage of Good Things in Sydney. Um, at that point, I think you'd only dropped 
the the first single from the album. I don't know if you even had the album. Were you lying to me, or had that has that all come together since September last year? Um, most of it's come together, um, as in like it, it had been recorded when we had spoken mm. to you, um, and we had our AOK as well and yeah. Vacation Forever. But um, yeah, no, that's that's where it was at. I mean, um, yeah, we we I think we were still at that stage. For example, like uh, we were still trying to release it the way that we wanted to. So. We were trying to get it on, um, uh, you know, like a shopping network thing, mm. um, you know, like on a David Campbell morning show or, um, you know, TVSN or, or, or wherever they did those. Um, so, so we hit up every single one of uh, one of those shopping networks because we wanted to like, uh, yeah, launch the album that way. So, but we thought we thought that you just buy a spot and. Um, you know, you just get to go on there with your product and be like, this is it. And, I mean, there's, there's a little bit more to it than that, it turns out. But, like, so we thought we were just going <laughs> to buy it and then rock up and be like, okay, so we're going to play. We just want you to say this is our new album, dial this number to pre-order it and take it away and we'll just play Lying on the Floor and <laughs> that will be the video. So we were like, and that sorts it all, puts out the pre-order and, um, and away we go. But uh, no one would uh, would let us do it. Um, so, In what way? Like, what box do you have to tick to, to be on like a TVSN thing? Well, um, they want to maintain, you know, the amount of people watching because it's all built on, I guess, like sort of hype and getting people to buy in and not losing their uh, rhythm and momentum on on the you know, shitty ladders and diamond rings that they're selling. I don't know. And, yeah. um, or, or like, you know, it, it was potentially going to be too loud for the uh, age demographic that normally watches that show. So then they're going to change over to another channel. So everyone was just, um, you know, was like the replies are all super nice too. Like as in, <laughs> Oh, we're aware of the band, you know, uh, thank you very much. Um, because we, we, we sold it to them, you know, we're like, I mean, we never say shit, but we're like, you know, Aria Award winning, you know, like <laughs> we were, number one album. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. we were going for it. Any accolade we had that you know they might uh, think is is good, we were saying it, and um, and yeah, so they all came back basically no. So then was the there ever a chance? Oh, they they the best we ever got was that they were thinking about it or talking about it amongst their team and would be getting back to us. And they were all different at all different ones. So like one of them, there's a company that sort of runs it separately to the actual channel. So they are their own company. And then like they actually import a lot of the products and have set of all these sort of semi other companies. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's all like, yeah, it's yeah. The, there was no ever a chance, really. I mean, in our heads, we thought th that's what got us, you know, going on the album. And we were calling it uh, plus four one three six nine six. I won't say the rest, <laughs> but it was uh, Johan's mobile phone number, and, <laughs> and and we just thought it was so awesome that we're going to come out on the shopping network channel launch our album and the phone number you literally call the guy that's selling it so you <laughs> call yeah right yeah oh dude so what did you think about the idea well we didn't tell him about the that it was his number we weren't going to tell him um and we we, we, we were going to do it like demi like uh, uh, like mock album covers and 
um, we were going to hold it like right out. And, um, and I mean, that phone number idea still came too. It's actually out on like lampposts and stuff at the moment. Not that anyone is outside getting it, but it's got a phone number, which you ring and then it plays our album. So the idea still came to fruition, like everything sort of does, but not in the way where we envisioned it, I guess. So yeah, we were going to call it Johan's mobile phone number. And we just, then based the whole campaign or the the entire idea of the album around how ridiculous selling albums is, and yeah. um, and then um, we didn't even have the album written at this stage. Luke Luke hadn't written it. He had um, pick it up again and vacation forever. And this and and when we got together to play that, we were playing a festival called Big Pineapple Festival, and um, yeah, when we got to together to rehearse for that. He showed us those songs, and um, I mean, and he, when he writes, I mean, he writes all of the songs, and like they are completely like, you know, done. As in, like we're we're learning them. So we we then learn them in rehearsal. Like we're going to rehearse anything else, and we end up playing uh, "Pick It Up Again" but at that festival. But we had so much fun coming up with all those stupid ideas that after three years or something, or a, uh, sorry, a year and a half at that point. Um, of not being a, a band, really. We, we got back together to to make this album that was meant to be just that, that joke. So, you know, um, so, yeah, pretty funny. But, you know, then Luke wrote a, a really good album and it wasn't as much of a joke as what we, you know, had envisioned. So, uh, yeah. In an strange. ideal world, if that TVS thing pulled off, like what, what date are we talking here? Like when would that have come out? Would you have had like an actual marketing release behind it, or just that's it? No, that was it. I mean, um, we were going to do the door knocking as well, which we did, and and then we we turned that into a video, which is not yeah, actually sure. even a even a single. Um, we wanted to do the like standing in shopping centers. You know how people like trying to sign you up to everything. We we wanted oh, yeah. to do do that one. Um, so yeah, when would that have happened? It was we were pushing for. I mean. You know, a record label, you know, is, uh, you know, smarter than a band in some ways. But as a band, you just want to get it out. So I think we wanted to sort of just do the TVS thing, TVSN or whatever, Shopping Network, pre-order, and then the whole album just comes out, basically, um, mm. after that, after you do a pre-order. But, I mean, it, you know, that's that. I'm glad we, we didn't do that because... <laughs> Um, I mean, admittedly, we probably would have got to tour it, which would have been fun. But um, yeah. yeah, but yeah. So anyway, um, and and we had so many ideas that it was impossible to pull them all off in, in that time frame. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I you have like yeah, I mean, worked around the clock to go from uh, you know September to now and getting it out. Um, you know, it's been uh, yeah, it's been it's been yeah, it's been so much fun. Everything about. Uh, this entire album has just been fun for everyone involved, I reckon. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Well, it's, it's a fucking great album, so you made the right call to do it the right way, I suppose. Um, I, thanks, I don't know thanks, if you remember man. I don't know if you remember when you and Luke were on the green room at Good Things. Um, you guys said something that a lot of people were asking questions about, and, and you kind of just reiterated then as far as, like, Violent Soho weren't a band for a little while there, and you guys got back together to make this album. Was there some sort of off-the-record breakup with this band that people weren't knowing about, or was it very much just you guys wanting to 
to go back to your own lives for a little bit away from the craziness that is that band? Um, no, there's definitely no no breakup um, ever. Um, yeah, it's been the the same four dudes for a long time uh, through, you know, far worse things than you know, uh, you know, success. <laughs> the, um, uh, so no, that was not the problem. Um, yeah, there was. Uh, it was just like it, we we just operate so in our own. Yeah, I can't even explain it. Like we we almost operate so in our own world that the music industry in that sense doesn't exist. So to us, you know, uh, you probably have friends that, you know, you used to play soccer with. Uh, that you, you play soccer. This is, this is correct so far. Yeah, continue. Yeah, that you, haven't, you, you didn't play with for a year and a half for whatever reason. Yeah. And then there's like someone starts up again at a, you know, mixed comp. Uh, and you you're back playing soccer with the, with your friends. I mean, it's pretty much just that. Um, it's just that in you know music world, a band doing that is you know, and 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 more so m- me saying it, I guess, was the problem. And I didn't I didn't even say that. I just said, you know, we have no more shows booked. Like we don't have yeah. a single song written, and there is no plan to do it. And, and there wasn't. So. Um, that blew out into going on indefinite hiatus, you know. I mean, I got calls from, yeah, everyone, everyone. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was not good. I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, We even if we don't release music for five years or whatever, I don't think we'd ever be a band to announce a, a, an official breakup and we would definitely not announce a uh, hiatus. I mean, like, <laughs> I'd rather... Yeah, the that. old statement, the indefinite hiatus statement, yeah. Yeah, we man. I'd rather go down in an absolute blaze of glory um, <laughs> than than that. And uh, you know what? We're just not that sort of band. We're like we're cool with each other. You know, we're like whenever, and it'll be sweet. Were you guys happy to take that break? I mean, the last album, obviously, twenty sixteen, uh, massive tours, sellout crowds, a couple of Ari awards. Thank you very much. Number one on the chart. Was there a little part of you guys that were were happy just to just back the fuck off for a little bit and? and not do violence at home? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I didn't actually uh, think about it like that. I think it was all just pretty natural. Um, You know, we've been very uh, blessed in the way of being a band for so long before getting that success that um, we never feel the pressure to buy in to sustain it. Um, So, yeah, we weren't in control of, you know, uh, having six people at a show, you know, 20 other people at a show. So we don't feel that we're in control of having 6,000 people at a show, you know, either. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just more like it just naturally uh, crews. And um, and I think, I think everyone just had so much going on all of a sudden personally as well that it was just like, it, it was just, it was impossible to fit it in. You know, to be honest, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, collectively anyway. And and we're, we're very much like family in that sense and we all have families. And, um, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, we, we take each other into account, you know, at all times. And that, that sometimes can mean that, yeah, it takes a year and a half to play soccer again. 
I like that metaphor. I really like that metaphor. <laughs> um, with a with a good things festival shows a good reiteration for you guys that you are happy to come back now and release an album and tour when the world hasn't ended. <laughs> Dude, I think that the 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 blessing in disguise, and that's what I mean. Like we weren't in control of taking that amount of time off. Um, like we weren't in control of like you know, playing relentlessly in 2010, um, we just go with the flow. I think, but I think that that time off um, really uh, is what propelled us back into it in a, uh, like, really, you know, with pure passion still, with pure passion, pure love. I, um, you know, growing up, I remember meeting jaded, you know, musicians on all sorts of different, you know, uh, Le- levels if, if if that's you know what you'd how you'd say it but um i'm, I'm stoked to, that we are not you know I'm, I'm i'm stoked i'm stoked that the the stoke is still there you know and um yeah. and and that's all all we can be in in control of so you know stoked we had the time off by accident because then we got heaps into it again yeah i mean i know you're a fellow blink nerd as well and you got to meet mark uh, backstage good things. Fuck you, by the way. Um, <laughs> he, he, I've actually come on this show twice, but over the phone. So, it, I mean, it counts, but, you know. Dude, that definitely counts. That, no, no, no. <laughs> dude, that, that definitely counts. The the biggest problem was, and I'm never short of a word to say, but uh, I couldn't even I couldn't even talk to him. Um, but I think if I was over the phone, I could. And, man, I got I got questions you know i got, I got a lot of, of, of questions i'd love to talk to him but yeah it was a uh, it was unreal my mate uh even uh had to say because i'm standing there with um you know nothing to nothing to say i, I just i just lose losing my mind and my mate just goes if you wonder why we can't speak it's because it's like meeting god and um yeah we all burst out laughing and broke the ice it's like oh you know yeah he is god yeah so who needs the credit for getting him to come watch you guys start a stage? Dude, I don't know. I don't That's know. That's fucking awesome. Oh, dude, That's I like if I interviewed him and then he came and like watched me interview other people. That's what that would feel like. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. He, um, that, that's all I have as an example. <laughs> no, no, no. I like it. I like it. I, I, I just like the idea that he's into interviewing so much that he'd come down and and, and what yeah. you do. Well, man, he's he he used to interview bands as as well. For uh, he had that TV show, whatever. One of one of the best yeah. interviews is him interviewing Angels and Airways because it's so. Like, oh, that was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I love it. Uh, one of the questions he asked the fucking bassist was, no, he asked Tom, he says, what's it like cheating on Blink-182? And Tom's laugh is like a ha-ha, but you can tell that he's smiling because he's on camera and he wants to punch Mark in the fucking face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's oh, My favourite is when he goes, um, I, I forget the bass player's name, but um, he's a... Uh, he was in uh, 30 Seconds to Mars or something for a bit. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, he's on that, but I don't always say me, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna, it, it might be Matt Adam, but that was something. Uh, yeah, Matt, Matt something. Adam Willard's a drummer. He's unbelievable at the time. Yeah, but, great. yeah, yeah, they uh, they go, um, <laughs> yeah, he goes, uh, 
what, why does Tom think he, he asked him and he's like, why does Tom think you're a better uh, bass player than me or something like that? That one is unreal, something like that. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, getting to uh, I, I don't know who got the credit, but like he had hit us up uh, earlier, actually a couple times. Um, so I knew that like you know he was across us, and I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I I don't know. And then I ran into him at the airport in the in the morning, and um, he was like, oh, I'm coming to watch you. Uh, tonight, I'm like, holy shit! Obviously, I was like, why you, why you say that? I was like, oh, sweet, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it, he's, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know what to say, but like, yeah, to see him like got his iPhone out, um, you know, filming like while we're playing, and I'm like looking over and and uh, watching oh, it. So and he then, knew like, he was watching while you were playing. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, it went, dude, it went down. It went down mega. Like, um, my daughter standing like side of stage. She's standing right next to um, our guitar tech, uh, Brad Fulton, and um, that's like as close as she can get, sort of thing. So I was, I was like, like right there, and um, like I, I turn around. It's during in the aisle. I'm pretty sure. Um, or, or just before, I can't remember. Maybe, maybe in ceremony set actually, and then um, playing it and. Um, I look to her to like, you know, get a get a vibe going or, or whatever and she's waving and I look over who she's waving to and it's Mark Hoppus waving back at her and I was just like, Oh my god. That's the moment that I saw him <laughs> on I say so I knew he was coming and I was already freaking out. But I you know, once you go to play, you you wanna forget about that. I mean yeah, you, you do, but yeah, 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 yeah. Are, so. are the other guys in the band as big blink and or mark fans as you are? They are mainly because they're in a band with me, so they have like no choice. But the um, I, they always say that I could just do a podcast talking for two hours every day about uh, Blink because for years this is all I've spoken about. Um, but Mikey played in like a, a band that used to do Blink covers. Um, okay. But yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, everyone's everyone's pretty into them. Like when we finished um, our, our tour of America. We flew to Seattle from like Chicago um, mm. just to see the the lineup with Matt Skiba, you know. So, yeah, pretty uh, the whole band. So, yeah, pretty into them. <laughs> I it's sad that I always try and talk about Blink as much as I can on this show. Like poor Amy Sharp, she's come on a few times, and I know oh. she's now friends with Tom. And all I do is just pepper her about what's going on with Tom. Is he coming back? And she, like, I mean, she's just as big a Blink fan as as I am as well, which is nice. Yes, but, she know, sure is. No, dude, she is. She's she's a huge fan. I mean, she's recorded a song with Mark. Um, I saw the uh, other day she was uh, uh, hanging out with Travis. Um, but yes, yes, she is with Tom. And like last time when she was going back over, I was like, you got to say at least my um, band name and to check it out. So like um, to her. So she, um, he's he's at least I know that Tom's at least heard our band name. Whether or not he's heard the band, or not, I don't I don't know. But yeah, that's fucking cool i would i would take that one member one member at a time you know <laughs> <laughs> um so what is the plan i mean obviously you guys had to delay the the tour because of covid right now um do you guys have a time frame in mind to get on the road Can we don't get that things clear up no we don't um you know uh which is I mean, they may do in Australia. I know internationally, and we still, I don't even think we've officially cancelled that, but we are. And um, I think we haven't because 
um, management want the booking agents or whatever to be able to reschedule it so that mm-hmm. uh, they can keep the the ticket sales. But I don't I don't think we'll be going ahead with uh, rescheduling the international one. I mean, it's hard enough to get us to to Australia, let alone over there. And you know, right. that's a sign. That, that's a sign that we'll probably stay home. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, so there's no plan. I mean. Um, you know, we're certainly not um, a playing on the internet type of a band. So, um, you know, we're not going to do that. Um, yeah. So no, there's there's there's, there's no, no no plans. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, someone comes up with uh, some. But until then, we can only do what we can do, right? And that's. Uh, I mean, that's, that's tell true. me, tell me if I'm wrong. The next scheduled show is Splendor, which has been moved to the twenty the, the weekend of the 23rd of October. So, you know, fingers crossed, this shit has cleared up by then. You got Splendor then and then Based in the Grass in Darwin the week after. Dude, I was about to say, actually, Based in the Grass as well, rescheduled. Yeah, so both those shows have rescheduled. I mean, yeah, I'd love to think that that we do. I don't I don't know of if we are. I'm sure they would, you know, want me to spread the message if, if we were. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, what all I can think of is like uh it's pretty rad that we got to uh you know do a do a tour recently. We did um only uh Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane, but you know, we got to play some uh rad venues and um so at least we got we got in some shows, you know, yeah. uh in uh twenty nineteen I guess. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be we'll, we'll be playing Spender. We're definitely playing Spender. If that's on um, yeah. my planet, what it, what it, what it, yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome festival. You told me recently, previously as well, that the the Violent Soho will never be back on the touring grind. As far mm-hmm. as it, when this album this album is now out, you'll tour it when you can, and that'll kind of be it until if and when you guys release another album. Is that right, or is it very much like a headline tour, one, two, three, four, five, and call it? Oh man, I was only probably saying that. When did I say that last time we spoke? Yeah, I was probably only saying that because that's all that was committed to. And then, <laughs> and yeah, so like you know, I don't want to say like we're gonna do it and then everyone be like, no, we're fucking not. <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah. Uh, so no, that 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 was the only only reason why I would have said that because that's all that we were committed to. And then we decided, and luckily we did, we decided just to really quickly play those shows where we did do uh, the Tote, Lansdowne and the Zoo. And so that, 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 that definitely was even decided after talking to you. I mean, that was pulled together. I'm talking in like, oh, man, under three weeks. I'm talking two weeks, I felt like, I guess, three weeks. Who makes that, who makes that call? Is that you or is the label being like, maybe you should play some shows? Oh no, that was uh, that was us as a band. Yeah, we just yeah. Um, yeah really wanted to play those uh, venues, and also, you know, um, we were expecting the you know to play bigger shows as, as well, I guess. But also to like um, m- mainly uh, just play to the the people that um, are really keen on um, you know going to our shows and and being a part of it, part of our show. And that's why I say we're not really an internet band is because, I mean, 60% of the uh, experience, even more so, is the audience uh, themselves. And that's something that we'll never be able to translate on the internet. We're not going to pretend to, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, like these shows were really about getting – being – getting us psyched in the way that we – 
uh, you know, love to be psyched, if that makes sense. And and those are what those venues do. I mean, they pull you right in. It's just it's just on. Yeah, it's really good. Do you think that if I mean, again, it's all depending on what happens with this outbreak. Do you think you would have liked to have gone on tour before Splendor, or do you think any headline tour is just going to have to wait till after these festivals? Well, I don't, I don't know the rules, man. I, I, I have no idea. I just got told then. Nobody does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, exactly. I just got told then, like, I mean, yeah, it's that you got to try and work out the, uh, yeah, how, uh, the size of a room to have people in. So if, or if, if we can even visit each other, because like we were planning on like you know celebrating the album in some way coming out. I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know though. Apparently, you can't pop around to people's houses, which is I'm not hearing that from the news. I'm seeing that on Twitter. Everyone's like, "No, you can't you can't do that," which makes sense. I mean, I haven't left the house in weeks anyway. But yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have no idea, dude. I have no idea. It's a weird time to, uh, and I certainly don't want to. I don't know anything about what is going on, eh? So I'm just keeping to myself. <laughs> All right, well, as far as the album goes then, I mean, I don't want to get too much on your back because it has just only come out, but do you, do you predict or think that there will be a long drink before the next album or is it very possible that you guys just might want to get back in the studio in six months' time? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I... I, mm, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, the longer this goes on, the more chance there is of of us probably, um, you know, having more music. That's yeah, you know. I guess like we get we get distracted pretty easily, and um, but but when you're at home, um, you know, you tend to probably, you know, want to play more music. Yeah. With everything that's on, everything is a-okay? Like, is that a very succinct number of songs that you've got, or do you still have a, a bunch more music that you could release if you want to? Uh, we don't have a bunch more music, no. We don't have a bunch more. We got, um, you know, uh, a whole bunch of songs that didn't make it to us really recording them, mm -hmm. um, whether or not that would be revisited. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think that, I think, to be honest with us, like, I mean, we're just going to enjoy this one. Yeah, like, um, to us, this is a big feat, you know. Um, it's something we're incredibly proud of. And um, it, it's it's not reliant on what anyone else, sort of how anyone else feels about it either. Like, I think for us, it's just really like, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're stoked, you know. Like, I couldn't. I, I can't believe it. That's the easiest way to put it. I mean, the other dudes laugh at me, but um, I still like when I'm when I'm listening uh, back to it. I'm like, man, like I can't believe that's us. <laughs> you know, uh, only because I know us since we were kids, I guess. So, yeah, but it, it feels so. I'm 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 so stoked to um, be so proud of something. I guess you've got a lot of downtime, so if you can. I know you used to have a relationship with the music. Maybe we could just do you on the phone and do some sales calls because, you know, the industry struggles, <laughs> mate. Every, every dollar counts, you know. <laughs> that it does, dude. I um, I, I uh, yeah. I, I at the moment I'm making the uh, you know sales call for the for the, for the bands, trying to work out like how uh, how 
how they can get uh, some money from releasing music. You know, part of why we have recorded music is is for when you can't go to the show. Do you know what I mean? So we're really, really blessed in, in the way of, of the access we have to how much music, you know, as well. Like, man, there's plenty to listen to, which is which is great. And tons coming out. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, dude, congratulations on the album. It's called Everything is A-OK. It is out right now. James, we hope Bo and Soho can get on the road shortly and um, hear these songs live. Thanks, man. Yeah, and uh, thanks, thanks, man. I, uh, we do probably even more. We were so keen, so hopefully we can get out there, out there soon. Yeah, we got look. We got a lot of downtime, so if you want to come on the on the podcast more often and just do blink specials, I welcome it. I ask all my guests this, and almost all of them say "fuck off." So really, <laughs> oh, dude, I can do a blink special easy. <laughs> <laughs> James, thanks so much, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks, man. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Big. Thanks, See you, man. Bye. Big thanks to James for coming on this week's episode of the Green Room Podcast. Again, Violent Soho's album, Everything is A-OK, is out right now. Get a copy, listen to it on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever the hell you listen to your music. Uh, thanks again for listening. If you like what you hear, check out the Handshake Media Network over on themusic.com.au. Check out shows like The Take with Willie Mason and That Sucks with Dan Crib and Train Amazon. I'll see you all from my bedroom next week. <laughs> <laughs>